One of the weirdest things in the bourbon world is this idea that what you do is when you make a bourbon, you put it into the barrel and then what you do is you take the barrel and you put it on a ship. When I first heard the story of Jefferson's Ocean, I said, this is the single most ridiculous thing I have ever heard of in my entire life. And then I tasted it. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. And as the story goes, Fingers Malloy, as we're checking out the Jefferson's Ocean Aged at Sea Cask Strength. So this is a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys, 56 point. It's actually not point, just 56% alcohol by volume. That's 112 proof, Fingers Malloy. That's an applause. From Fingers Molloy, anything over 100 proof gets the uh, uh, applause. So as the story is told, they took these barrels and put them on a ship because they were they were, they were were traveling for like, uh, the, the guys at whiskeywash.com said they were traveling for shark research. I'm not sure if that's true. I'll go with the story, though. And the salt air, the movement of the barrels hitting different parts of the wood created a unique flavor. Now, I will say that I'm not, I don't know if I'm enough of an expert to know about the salt air part, but the idea of the constant movement hitting different parts of the wood and bringing more of the wood out of it, that's a fascinating idea because we know for sure that bourbon that's in different parts of the warehouse, different, hit by the sun, not hit by the sun, it creates different flavor profiles. And that's what makes this so interesting. Now, have you had this before, Fingers Malloy? No, but the story you just told is a lot better than the story I heard about Jefferson's Ocean. <laughs> Which is? It was named after one of my favorite bands from the 1980s, uh, Jefferson's Ocean. You remember We Built This City. Fantastic song. That was Jefferson's Starship. Oh. Jefferson's Ocean is actually named after Wheezy. <laughs> when George Jefferson said, I'm going to throw you in the ocean. Right? We've got we've got a lot to work with. It people. only took two and a half years for a wheezy reference. <laughs> uh, this is actually a beautiful, beautiful look. There's a lovely kind of uh, the bronze or orange uh, kind of hue to this uh, bourbon that you want to look at right here. We drink it out of the Glen Cairn glass. It's got that nice little fluted feel to it, so you can really take a look at it, move it all around, put your nose uh, in there, and that nose is delicious. That nose is absolutely, it, it hits at first, it's sweet like fruit, but it, that goes away and it's sweet like, like sweet. It's, but it, it's, it's lovely and it's a bit multifaceted. It's not sweet like cake. It's more playing in a couple different levels of, of, of a light sweetness, of a happy sweetness, of almost a Christmas kind of sweetness. I don't want to say sugar cookie, but like a sweet, sweet baked good. Yeah. No, no, absolutely, no, but not not overly rich, not in any way on that right. palate. That is that is really, really enjoyable. Again, there's there's for me playing a bit of a of a of, of a fruit there, I, almost to a a dark fruit. It's, that's just my nose. Yours can be totally different. We try it neat, and then we either bring it to a cube, add some water, add a chip. I will full disclosure. There is a bottle of this, three quarters empty. In my liquor cabinet. I love it. I am absolutely tainting the jury pool 
Go with it. He's well, gonna, go now. You're right. The, the the bottle three days old. This bottle? No, the bottle at home. The bottle is three days. Not three days. Old. <laughs> no, it's not three no, days I, old. I go slower than that. I, I'm not. I'm not proud of it, but I'm not embarrassed about it either. All right. All right. You take I'll, the sip. I'll go first. He's gonna take it. He's he brings it in. Right. We do it as I said. We do it neat. This is the Jefferson's Ocean aged at sea cask strength. A couple different ways this this comes. And let me. I'm gonna take some water first. Just cleanse the palate. Yes, because you know mm. I had a McChicken before. I tasted this. You had. I had the, hummus and cucumber. Uh, so about the same. Right? Right. And um, yet, oddly enough, I still weigh more than you. <laughs> Nothing is right with the world. All right. Go ahead. What do you, what a, do you think? A little bit of a floral note on this and very citrusy. A little sting on the tongue. No burn at all. You would never guess when you're, you, you, you're at your first sip that you got something that's over 100 proof in my mind. That so. nose is freaking vexing. Right? It's You should... Take some time with that. Don't go right to the drink. And and even before you get it to a cube, take some time with that because there's there's a touch of right I was saying fruit and dark fruit. I'm still working it. There's a little touch of peanut going on. Yep. That is fun. Right? Sometimes you'll get an you'll get a nose. All right, it's this and this. No, it keeps moving. It keeps yeah. playing as it opens. So it's very cool. Like like I will say that the nose is telling me that this is going to be much better when I add a chip, when I add a little ice and open it up. But here we go. I'm taking the sip. Okay, ready? he's going in right now for a Knoxville nip. There he is. Hold on, I got to do another one. Do oh, another one. yeah. So nice. He's going to do it twice. Holy damn, man. Just holy damn. That's how much uh, I enjoy it. There's a little bit of heat. On the tongue, a little bit of sting um, uh, to the lip. Absolutely nothing on the throat. You won't even find it. I don't find it yet, even where it's it's resting. It's actually a full rest across the chest as opposed to hitting anywhere uh, specific. It has got that sweet. It's got that little bit of almost cocoa-y. Because it, it, it's not caramely. Very often, you'll, caramel is like one of those flavors. That's not what's happening here. What's happening here is a much cooler, almost refined kind of flavor that's happening that I just, that just brings me joy. And I'll tell you something. We've talked about it before when it comes to cigars. You, you, you've mentioned it several times. Write down what you ate that day, what you had to drink. For me, seasons mean so much when it comes to bourbon. It, it, we're, we're sitting here, you know, if it's an, a 90 degree day, for some reason, I always want to just throw it on a rock. This place so well neat. I don't know if I, I may add a splash of water to open this up, but this this just goes so well with fall. And even though it's it, you know we're in the middle of winter, it's it's fifty degrees here today in Central Indiana. I know it's crazy. Uh, so, but it, this definitely feels good, neat in cold weather. Now, according to the people at WineChateau.com, how much are you going to spend on a bottle of this? They say. Seventy nine ninety five. Oh, look at your face! You're like, oh, I don't oh, know about boy. that. I mean, eighty bucks a bottle. L- listen, it's very good. I, I'm enjoying it, but I, we talk so much about value on this show. Uh, there are bottles that are less than fifty dollars that I find just as enjoyable as. This. And I can I can totally appreciate it. I'm here to tell you, it just it just hits me. At, at absolutely the right place. I did just add two 
Uh, semi-melted ice chips, so a little bit smaller than I normally go. Even at $80, the Jefferson's Ocean Aged at Sea Straight Bourbon uh, Whiskey. This is the blend of straight bourbon whiskeys. Um, this one, this is, this is lovely, man. And to me, I'm going to try to find it on sale. <laughs> you can get those, those gift sets now in January. They're, they're priced to sell. But this is solid. I like what Jefferson's Ocean has to do. And I think, I think that you should check it out. If you don't want to spend 80, right? If you find it on sale, well, what I would suggest is go to your favorite tobacconist, go to your favorite cigar lounge. Have them give you a pour. Try it there first. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. It's time for a throwback. Eat, Drink, Smoke. Great to be with you. Tony Katz, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, is right there. McDonald's realizing that 2021 needs to be better than 2020. <laughs> They've got throwback Thursday deals, cheeseburgers, and shakes for 20. Five cents. You have to order through the app, and you have to spend at least a dollar. And at twenty-five cents for a cheeseburger, fingers Malloy, how much will you be spending? Twenty-five cents. Well, no, you have to spend a dollar, right? So dollar twenty-five. Right. Uh, but I, I took advantage of this today. You did? Yes. Uh, the, I got the cheeseburger. Uh, I got a McChicken, which is you know that's also a budget buster. It was a dollar for the McChicken. Uh, a quarter. See, all you said was you had the McChicken. You lied to us. You were all about, oh, look how healthy I am. I had the McChicken. No, 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 no. But, you, but the appetizer was a cheeseburger. Absolutely. Oh you you got to have an appetizer. Right. And then, of course, you got to get the uh, Oreo McFlurry as a palate cleanser. <laughs> then you go into the McChicken. Then you get the fries, and you got to order extra salt because God knows they don't put salt on fries anywhere anymore. So you need the extra salt on the Stop. fries. Stop. They don't salt the fries at McDonald's? Eh, not to my you, satisfaction. You re, you went to McDonald's, uh-huh. got a cheeseburger, uh-huh. got a McChicken, uh-huh. got a McFlurry. Yes. Anything else named Mick? Uh, and you ordered fries with extra salt. Yes, and I got a large Coke. So uh, you can tell the- How are the, you the, alive? The Atkins diet that I was on last week is, is going swimmingly. It's not fair. It is not right. I can't be having this many weight problems. I don't. I can't. I don't even look. I don't even look at a McDonald's when I drive by. You're, you act like you're talking to Jack Lalane in his prime. Uh, oh no, I'm, you look terrible. Well, thank but you. You should but look you're... far worse than me. <laughs> this is the point that I'm making. Why are they doing this? By the way, the 25 cents. What's the? I mean, just they needed a little bit of, of, of shtick, well, a little bit of something. You gotta always have a little bit of a you know sales campaign, and then on top of it, you know. Uh, so much of uh, what people are doing now is they're trying to draw people to their app, right? We've talked about it before where, you know, they're, the, people are, the restaurants are trying to draw people in. We, we said, I think Wendy's was actually at one point giving away a free chicken sandwich if you got their app. This right. was a few months ago. So I think this is just another way. And I'm sold on the app. I mean, every day when I go to McDonald's, uh, I get a deal, something, uh, you know, free coffee or get two sandwiches for three bucks, something like that. So, uh, no, it makes sense. Again, another way to bring people to get the app. And they're bringing crispy chicken sandwiches to the menu February 24th. Now, you know, it's it's never too late or never too early to talk about love fingers. Sha-la-la-la. And... and <laughs> What will we do, baby, without us? We are from Gen X. 
That's that's the only way you would know that song. Yeah. Um, Valentine's Day is around the corner. You have not paid off all your Christmas bills, and already you must buy chocolate for someone who says this is going to make me look fat. Right. So so you have to do that. Thank White you, by the way, for calling it Valentine's and not Valentimes, because I've heard that a lot in the last couple of weeks. Valentimes? Yes, Valentine's With an M? Day. Yeah, Valentine's Day. I went to school, you know. <laughs> who says Valentine's Day? People who don't know that it's Valentine's Day. Oh, that's you've just. Ne- you've never heard that before? People no, no, I, I hang out with a much higher class of people. White Castle has one of the great Valentine's traditions. People actually go, they convert from the quick serve to an actual service restaurant, the tablecloths and everything else, and the reservations are through the roof. You can't get in. I have reservations about it. (laughs) No, not having reservations. Having a reservation. Okay, all right. You cannot get in. It is an adorable practice that makes no sense, and I love that people love it. So incredibly much. Well, I have a question for you before yes. we get into this. You've seen this before? Have you seen? Have you walked in on a Valentine's Day at White Castle? Do they have like linens and the they do. I've, and- so I haven't walked in on the day. I actually did with my radio station uh, here in Indianapolis. I, I I did a whole like video about it and talked to them about it in an interview and everything else. I have never done this. Now, I, I will tell you, a Valentine's Day is actually the anniversary of the first date my wife and I ever had. Oh, nice. It wasn't the plan. I don't even think we knew it at the time. It's just that kind of sappy uh, adorableness that we share all these years later. So White Castle can't have people, right? So they are adopting the whole drive through mentality for Valentine's Day. So I, don't, I, I haven't figured out yet in, in going through the article... How they're going to do it? Like, are they going to provide you the tablecloth and everything else? You just put it right there over the car, and and you kick back and and enjoy. I think some of this is going to be a surprise, Tony. They still haven't come up with the the plan. At least they haven't made it public. But it, it feels like it's going to be like the old '50s style drive-in kind of vibe to it. Uh, oh, okay, I get it now. They're calling the parking lots the Slider Lovers Point, right? It's it's like you go to the Cove or go to. Make out point. Uh huh. Have you ever been to make out point? Inspiration point. Inspiration point. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so that's how they're they're going to do it. It's going to be service to car side with the car hops and everything else. Still super cute. Still super adorable. People are going to go and they're going to love it. You know, it's so weird that I have such a. Uh, an aversion to kitsch, but some things, I, some things totally, I just love. This is one of those things that I just. It, it makes no sense to go to White Castle, but I must say, if you're just going to celebrate being happy together, do you really have to spend the two hundred dollars uh, on a meal to prove your love? Because you know there are some people like that. Yes. If it's not a big production, you don't really love me. Listen, uh, that's true. How many people did I just insult? <laughs> uh. Uh, for me, nothing represents love more than White Castle, and I can't think of a better place to consume White Castle than in your car. That sounds lovely. 
I guess so it depends I, on the car. If I had a Chevy Volt, I would be at a White Castle drive-thru right now. The last time I got White Castle, <laughs> it was 2 o'clock in the morning. We were all coming back from a local tavern, and we had to keep the windows open because of the smell of the onions on the burger. So the idea that, you, you're oh, we're going to have a romantic evening eating White Castle in the car. I think it's, I think it's great. I, I, I think White Castle... We should do that. I think Valentine's Day, you and I should experience that together. Really? Oh, yes, really. But, I mean, in the early afternoon. I don't <laughs> think we should do that, you know. I think it might be weird. Yeah, especially on a first date. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the people who demand a big production on Valentine's Day. I, now, I will tell you, I am, I am a freak about this stuff. Because in the same way that I look at like marriages on sitcoms and I'm like, if you're emulating that, I really feel bad for you. Like that's not that's not what marriage is supposed to be, what a sitcom shows. Right. You know what you need to do? You need to live your life like every day is Valentine's Day. Is that what you do? Valentine's Day. Every day should it, be like Valentine's Day. I, I think if people go to uh, White Castle, I think that's fantastic. And if you go, will you take a picture and send it to us? Go Eat, Drink, Smoke on Twitter, and, and we will put it uh, on the site, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. So if, you, if you're there for Valentine's Day, take a picture, and then look over in the car next to you, because Fingers and I will be there. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy, a review of the Jefferson's Ocean cast strength. This is a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys in the very small batch. This is 112 proof. I got a couple of ice chips that have melted and opened this thing up. I could not be happier. And it's so funny that other people will tell you it's just a nice, easy bourbon. And maybe they don't buy into the whole Jefferson's Ocean story about doing it on 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 the boats and it's the movement of the waves and it's moving the bourbon around and really capturing a lot i think it's got a lot of worthy flavors in there that little bit of peanut that 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 sweetness that sugar cookies we've kind of uh, uh talked about that little bit of cocoa um uh, that that that's in there almost almost a chocolate uh, not getting a very big caramel uh, uh, on it there's a touch of heat now that has built a little bit of pepper it works for me joyously, fingers Malloy. I'm I'm very happy. And you put two cubes in, two two chips, two, two ice chips, chips, two chips. I put in just a splash of cold water from my big rock. And for me, uh, those f- kind of floral notes, very sweet. Like I, I mentioned, it was kind of like a, a, a not quite a sugar cookie for me, but like a sweet baked good. Right. You know, and it, it's just fantastic. This is a bottle that. I would possibly splurge on at eighty dollars a bottle. It's 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 that good. Or are you waiting for me to buy it at eight dollars a bottle and then you're inviting yourself over? That's even better. That's and that's why we're friends, people. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why he's friends. I think that's how it goes. A time for news of the week, fingers more. Speaking of bourbon, Tony, is that what we do here? Occasionally, and I know you are a huge Motorhead fan. You can't get enough of the Motorhead. It's pour, can we can we pour one out for Lemmy? Oh, can God, we do that right awesome. there? I will tell you, I, I, I won't mock. I'm not a, a, a Motorhead guy. But, man, I, to watch people come out of the woodwork 
for Lemmy, their guitarist, right? Or was he a singer? Singer. Uh, forgive me. That's I mean that's how little I know about the band. But he people, did play. He did play. People went like out of their heads. What this guy meant to them, what the band has meant to other bands coming up, and you know, in in, in terms of the music, you, you got to just be impressed by the whole thing, and that there is this this real love following. Not oh yeah, we know about them. A love following of Motorhead. Well, before Motorhead fans get on our backs. Uh, lead singer and bassist and primary songwriter. I want to be clear. Yes. As I said, I only knew the name. I only saw the outpouring. I will never, ever, ever lie. And this is the exact reason why. Because people are intense, intense fans. And that's when I, when I first saw that about Motorhead, I was like, I had no idea. Like, there's a whole subculture world there that I clearly missed. But anyway, you brought up Motorhead. Well, Motorhead is celebrating the 40th anniversary of Ace of Spades with a limited batch bourbon. Oh. It'll be cask strength bourbon. It's only going to be limited to... It's going to be limited to 1,100 hand-numbered bottles. So, just as we were talking about, you know, uh, White Castle and Kitsch, <laughs> this is this is a kit... Like, this is a, this is a marketing play. If it'll make you a couple of bucks, fine. Uh, maybe for like a real fan, it's like you know this is a cool thing to have because it's that story, and they have other Motorhead friends and uh, fan friends, and it's, oh, so they'll drink this and get it. Otherwise, it, 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 is it is it good juice? It's the only thing that matters. This comes from the Hill Rock Distillery, and I'm not as familiar with with, with Hill Rock, but I'm just it, that they're doing it. Okay, all right. I mean, I, I just I it, it kind of blows past me in 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 that way. Well, my question is if you are a big Motorhead fan and look, I'm a casual Motorhead fan. Uh, you know, Ace of Spades it rocks. Uh, you know, the Foo Fighters really celebrated uh uh, Motorhead and Lemmy, and there's uh, a video by Foo Fighters called White Limo where Lemmy's driving the limo, and it's all really co- cool and rock and roll. Uh, but my question is, if you're a big fan of Motorhead and you go out you, and you buy this bourbon, do you drink it? Or do you just save it? I mean, we've talked about this before when it comes to like expensive bottles that you buy at an auction. Do you go ahead and drink it? I mean, there, it's one thing if it's an expensive bottle that's going to be available for several years to come, but when you talk about something that only, they're only going to make 1,100 of these. Yeah, I, I, think that, I think that the person who can afford to buy one drinks it. I think the person who can afford to buy two is drinking it, right? I don't, I, I think that for the, the box and maybe for some of that packaging, that's what they're holding on to. I think you'd have to be a really kind of interesting collector to hold on to this one. I think the person who wants to pour one out, over, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And remember the great times and the great concerts and all that kind of stuff. I think they're drinking it and hopefully they're drinking it with, with friends uh, for sure. Uh, it's just it's I like music and there is music that moves me and I do have my connections just was was not motorhead I was just so blown away by how many people are and you realize that these bands like some bands never make it make it right yeah but there's much more to this life than making it making it and when you see this kind of huge outpouring you're like okay I missed something in what that music meant to people and the way that connected yeah in in in, in a in a you know just a amazing amazing way next so kit kat 
may be bringing whiskey chocolate to America. I'm a huge fan of Kit Kat. We go back, way back. I could, Now there is where my, lo- it's not the same as Motorhead. No. Did you say Kit Kat whiskey? Kit Kat whiskey chocolate. So if I if I visit eatdrinksmokeshow.com for the oh, story. Oh, I love that website, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Yes. Oh, so, have you been there? Once or twice. Eatdrinksmokeshow.com. So eatdrinksmokeshow.com is reporting that there's Kit Kat whiskey bars available now in Japan. And uh, the chocolate bar has a bitter, dense taste with a rich, earthy note. Kit Kat has labeled them adult chocolate. You, in Japan, you can get them for $2.90 a bar. Uh, but the rumor has it, uh, if it is a successful product in Japan, they're going to start marketing it internationally. Okay. So now we find out whether or not we have any uh, fans, friends, followers, uh, people who enjoy the show uh, in Japan. We've had people reach out to us from Sweden. Yes. It is crazy the amount of people who get in touch via the Facebook page, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke, or contact us in, in all sorts of ways. If you are in Japan or you see this, what is it called again? It's Kit Kat Whiskey Chocolate. You have to send this to us. Tell us you have it. We'll give you an address. You have to send it to us. Now, please, do not poison it. <laughs> I, I, you got to put that in. That's a disclaimer you need now in today's America right there. Oh, this I want to try. Really? Because it's Kit Kat, and I could see it, I could see it working. Is it Kitsch? Of course it's kitsch. Am I usually a fan of kitsch? No, I'm not. But it's not kitsch at, you know, like some crazy insane number of bottle. It's $2.99? Yes. Well, then I'm in. For $2.99, take my money and let me enjoy. So listen how they make it. Uh, the chocolate is made from cacao nibs that have been aged in whiskey barrels for 180 days and manually rotated once a week to ensure... All of the nibs come in contact with the sides of the barrel. Just that they would think that that should be in the marketing, like not that I believe them at all, like, <laughs> like that's enough. You don't think there's a nib rotator at Nestle in Japan? Time to rotate the nibs in the whiskey barrel. And they all run and they rotate the nibs. Oh, boy. That's By the fun way, to say. please look for nib rotator in your local job search. <laughs> See, <laughs> oh, how old are you? You laugh so hard, you cough. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, I think it's a great idea. I, I would absolutely, totally do it. See, that's just the funny thing about all these things that people are trying. Some of them, it's trying too hard. This isn't trying too hard. This is, it's right next to Kit Kats. Yeah, Kit Kat whiskey. Sure. I, well, this is what I like about it. It's. Whiskey infused chocolate as opposed to Kit Kat whiskey. Ah, yes. That's right? the difference. It's staying true to the brand and to the name. It, that is absolutely the difference. Because if it was Kit Kat whiskey, yeah, I, I would not be, yeah, I would be out. You're absolutely right. right. I would be out if it was the other way uh, uh, around. So if you're in Japan or near <laughs> Japan or know someone in Japan, you got to get us some. And if you do, uh, no gifts. We're just going to say thank you. That's all there is. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. The festival is on. Yeah, road trip is going to have to happen. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Bourbon Fest is planning to go forward for their 30th anniversary. 
a little bit of applause there from Fingers Malloy. This is Bardstown, right? Bardstown, Kentucky, bourbon capital of the world. Uh, everything, of course, is canceled because of coronavirus. Everything has gotten delayed or messed up or screwed up or whatever the case may be because of coronavirus. This is great news. September 16th to the 19th is when they right now have uh, this this planned. And our plan right now is to be there. I got we got to I mean, gotcha calendars, got to do a bunch of things, but really trying to figure out how we can work with one of these distilleries to set up there. And, and be present and, 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 and record and record and, and maybe broadcast our, our other shows. You guys know that I do radio, two different shows in, in Indianapolis. Fingers Malloy does radio in, in Michigan. Uh, we podcast a bunch of other things. So th- th- just be a great opportunity. And really, I want to see it happen. I've never done one of these festivals. And I, I've done cigar festivals, like big cigar, like for the, for the industry cigar shows. Uh-huh. It's cigar porn. It's amazing. And I just want to see what it's like and what people are into. And really, people who are hobbyists and enthusiasts, people who are just lovers of this, I want to see what they're all about. Well, as you know, Tony, I'm dedicated to radio. And I'm dedicated, right? and I'm dedicated to this show. If we have to go to a cigar show and then we have to go to uh, this bourbon festival, the 30th anniversary of the bourbon festival uh i'll make that sacrifice for the show you are a great american uh it's kybourbonfestival.com letter k letter y kybourbonfestival.com uh they also do you know drink making uh classes and 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 all sorts of uh, of things uh the food it's gotta be awesome now do you airbnb it do you get a hotel do you do you just sleep outside the distillery under the stars what do you do i i think whatever you decide to do you better start making those plans now especially since they canceled last year's festival obviously because of the covid19 pandemic people are going to be ready to have the bourbon festival it's two years in the making so i i have to believe you you if you want to go to this and it was nice we posted this uh we did a piece a write-up for it on uh the website eatdrinksmokeshow.com and, we- and and good news to all our uh all our jewish friends uh, rosh hashanah uh, oh rosh hashanah is uh monday september 6th so wait a second wait a second we could have a problem uh-oh we could have an issue. When is there's another Jewish holiday that happens in September, and it's since it's Jewish holidays, it doesn't happen at the same time all the time. We can go. Okay, Yom Kippur, which is the Jewish Day of Atonement when Jews fast, um, starts Wednesday night, September fifteenth, ends Thursday night, September sixteenth. When Bourbon Festival starts, <laughs> what's what's better than after a day of fasting to atone for one's sins? <laughs> We dodged a bullet. Then starting with a 1792 and going from there. Well, pardon me uh, and my my ignorance. I will bring the bagels. My ignorance of the Jewish faith. But you you couldn't fast in Kentucky the night before? You totally could fast in Kentucky the night before. You may want to go to to, to your local synagogue. You may want to do the things, things like that. Okay. But, like, if it was happening in the middle, I wouldn't go. If it was happening in the middle, I absolutely positively would not go. You know, there is something to be said. For the idea of taking a look back, at, you know, at, at the the year that passed, it was like, okay, what I do right, what I do wrong, 
how can I be a better person? It's about, you know, there's the whole idea of being inscribed in the book of life. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of heady, but in, in, a, in, a, in a more practical way, I, I, there's something to be said. And I think we all do it, regardless of the religion part. Take a little bit of stock. What happened this past year? Where did I succeed and where did I as a person fail? And how do I avoid that in the future? I think it's a wonderful way to live your life and a wonderful thing to do. But some of us do that every day, Tony. You are such we a We don't wait bastard. for one day a year to live our lives that way. Well, if Thank you, you. If, if, if you want to get into a whole conversation of how you're closer <laughs> to God than I am, oh, you win. You, 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 you are gladly entitled to that. No, conceptually, I've always thought it. Uh, all right, the fasting, I, you know, I, I'm on again, off again in terms of the idea. And the whole idea is you're only focused on, you know, you know that, that conversation of what your life has been and that, what mistakes that you've made and, you know, the forgiveness and things like that. I, I think you can still have a sandwich and be okay, <laughs> you know. But just for the spread afterwards, it's sometimes worth it. So what's the spread afterwards? The spread afterwards. And everyone's got their own tradition. So there are certain basic things. Bagels, locks, which is smoked salmon, cream cheese, egg salad, tuna salad. What's wrong? You've never had. You see? Look. <laughs> you, you Have you ever had locks? Uh, I've been to the Sault Ste. Marie locks. You are and the worst. Was, you no, have no idea. You've never had smoked no, salmon? The, the only, listen, there are only a couple of things that are appropriate toppings on a bagel, as we all know. Uh, cream cheese. Tell me, Rabbi. And, and, and strawberry cream cheese. Those are the only two acceptable toppings. So help bagel. me, Lord. <laughs> okay, I, you're right. And butter. I, I apologize. I will reach over the table and crush you. <laughs> My rabbi will reach over the table and crush you. <laughs> Oh, dear so what Lord. So what does a lock taste like? I don't know. I have no Locks, idea. L-O-X. Locks, L-O-X. It's smoked salmon. It's salmon, but it's salty, yeah. and it's del- it's delicious. It was meant for cream cheese, or as they would, my people would say, a schmear. <laughs> oh. oh, and then you could do like like noodle kugels. There's like a noodle pudding. Well, I'm not even making stuff up now. No- no- noodle kugels? Is that what you Kugel. said? K-U-G-E-L. Okay. I am. Uh, I'm learning so much today. You, you are so refined. <laughs> so, the, do the chives go with the locks? No, the chives would you would do you would mix into and make your own chive cream cheese, right? But you would just do maybe like a regular cream cheese, and then you'd have a slice of onion, like a slice of red onion, and a slice of tomato. You put the locks there, the the onion, the tomato, and then you eat it, oh. and then you say things like, "I cannot eat another bite." I cannot eat another. Is that cake? I'll tell, a small piece, a the thin, a sliver, like a little a stickle. A little. That, I don't know. I don't know. What's everything going on here. you know about Judaism was from Seinfeld. <laughs> yes. You gonna have yourself a Tim, stickle of fluoride? Tim Watley. Thank you. Uh, we try so hard to educate the masses, people. Point is, we should be at this thing. Yes. <laughs> Way to bring it all back. That's why I'm the professional. That's right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Uh, and because we are getting closer to Wall-E being our lifestyle, <laughs> Kroger now has, which is a supermarket, they have AI-powered shopping carts. This is in Cincinnati. I think that's where they're, yes. they're headquartered. You can scan the items and pay directly on the cart itself. That's not what I thought it was when I first read the story. I thought that the cart would return itself to the store 
after you're done. Would you put a quarter in it like at Aldi and then <laughs> you'd be able to get it? And then- oh, that's right. You do put a quarter in it like at Aldi. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. No, you, it would just automatically return itself because the paying on the cart, that already happens. A lot of places you could do that. I'm amazed that things don't get, like, they don't have more theft that way. Not even, like, intentional. Right. Accidental. Like, someone forgot the the, the strawberry cream cheese at the bottom <laughs> of, the, of the cart. It's a festival of flavor. Next to their bagels. <laughs> Hawaiian bagels. As Britta would say. Yes. Um, I, that's what I thought it was. But now, buying at the cart is, like, pretty standard. But how many people want, if, if you're going into the store... Like, is, is waiting on the line to check out the part that bothers you? Because I'll, tell you? I'll tell you what bothers me is more and more you're going to the grocery store and there aren't clerks manning checkout lines anymore. So much of it's uh, self-checkout. And then they give you a little counter that's the size of a postage stamp for you to try to ring up all 20 of your items. And it's it looks like a really bad game all show. All right, you win. Then it makes perfect sense. Why bother doing that when you just do it in the cart and walk right out? And who needs to... And it's going to help people really get and, you know, help their social skills by having more reasons not to talk to anybody. I'm in talk radio. Oh, so this is job security? <laughs> oh, the Jefferson's Ocean, guys. Uh, the cask strength, the burb, the blend of bur- straight bourbon whiskeys. I really enjoy it. I think you will, too. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is well known amongst the people that I am a sucker for a Cameroon wrapper. The Cameroon wrapper is this mix of sweet and spice. It has a texture all its own. You'll sometimes hear it referred to as toothy. It has nothing to do with how it will feel. It has nothing to do with your teeth and how you may grip the cigar in your mouth. It has to do with a texture and a texture that actually helps manipulate, as I see it, a flavor. Now, that could all be in my head, but the flavor isn't. What I love about Cameroons is that there is a consistency that just goes along with them that makes me, no matter where I smoke one, say this is special. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, and this is the Rocky Patel Vintage 2003 Cameroon, and this is one of my all-time favorites. Flavor, size, price point, everything about this works. Now, this is a Churchill. This is a 7x48, which means that it's seven inches long. Teehee. See, it always makes Fingers Malloy laugh. And the ring gauge is a 48, how thick it is around. Teehee. Again, with the laughter. A 64 ring gauge would be a full one inch around. So this is thinner by some standards, but fits perfectly in the hand no matter how you grip it. And when you feel this, very often we'll talk about the oily kind of feel of a cigar, whether or not there's good oils on that wrapper or not. You just, it feels physically different. There is oil and sometimes there's a grit that I happen to love. This is just the texture of the wrapper that's giving you that feel in the hand. With the oils there, it is a lighter brown in terms of the milk chocolate, a lighter milk chocolate, but just in every way sexy and feels all the seven inches of of this cigar. Yeah, and so far, you know, we're, we just lit this up. We're just in the first third. Uh, it's an even burn, just a tad... There's a little bit of canoeing, but not much. 
Uh, it's a pleasant smoke, easy draw. The notes I'm getting right off the bat, it's what you would expect from a Cameroon. Uh, you know, a little bit of pepper, a little bit of the sweet notes that you'd expect, and, and coffee. Uh, very enjoyable so far. So Cameroons, I mean, the, 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 the Arturo Fuente Don Carlos line, Cameroons, right? Uh, CAO, uh, I think, does an excellent, excellent Cameroon uh, cigar. For me, screams coffee in a way that is irrational. What I find with it is that it actually pairs for me better with a multiplicity of bourbons, a multiplicity of drinks. This is a cigar that, for me, one thing I've never paired it with that I feel I could is rum. The rum pairing to cigars has started to really come into my life in terms of people talking about it and sharing uh, those those ideas. It's worth trying. Don't just stick to bourbon. Reach out and try all of the things. This is, uh, of course, the Cameroon wrapper. Uh, its origins are out of Honduras. It is a filler that is Dominican and Nicaraguan. And just as you're talking about, that little bit of sweet, that little bit of spice, that little bit of uh, of coffee that that that's in there. That sometimes in that sweetness will make you almost think of of, of caramel. I never actually get caramel for my cigars. I get that from bourbons, but coffee is something that I do like to pick out. And just an all around, it's it, it, it's 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 a thickness, it's a richness, it's a silkiness that I cannot get enough of. Okay, here's where you're going to completely attack me when I throw this out there, but I'm going to do it anyway. Does it taste like locks? <laughs> no, it doesn't. If you missed the first hour, people, go back and check the podcast on Amazon Music or Apple Podcasts. You may be just as offended by this. I wouldn't pair it with this in the winter. Like, we're going to have a nice French press coffee. I'm going to pair it with that. In the summer, I'd be interested in pairing this with a cream soda. I don't think you're crazy. I think that that's the flavor you're getting out of it. When you do things like that, you are absolutely eliminating anything left you're going to get from the cigar itself. There is a, a, a moment of overkill, but I could see how you're getting some flavors in there that can give you that kind of richness feel, right? Try, I mean, who am I to tell you? Live your life. Go try it. I I, I don't want to see you do it because I may openly weep. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to dunk it in the cream <laughs> soda. I'm just saying I think this would pair because... You know, oftentimes during the summer, uh, we aren't reaching for a cup of coffee. We're, we're getting a, a soda, you know, whether it's a, a, a Coke. A, a Diet Coke for me. A Diet Coke, I think, is a fine pair with a, with a cigar. Coke is, for me, too sweet. And I think I think Diet Coke would pair well with this, too. So it, it's just that it works. It's a good, it good. It cleans out the, the palate well, and that's why I think it does, it does work. You shouldn't think that things are weird to try. This is one of those things, though. What did you have to eat? That day is going to matter. Now, I write down everything in a notebook. What did I eat? What was the temperature? Things uh, like that. It will affect you. And always you want to break it down into thirds. First third, second third, and final third, right? Because the flavors do change, and you want to be able to enjoy that all the way through. And being the Churchill that it is, you've got a good 90 minutes to two hours that you can enjoy here, depending on how you smoke. Some people, this might only be a 75-minute smoke. You're certainly spending more than an hour here. One of the other things I can say, and I say this about Cameroons, I am not a breakfast smoker, right? My, my life just doesn't uh, work that way. You could wake up in the morning and do this. This is a little, a little more on the full-bodied side 
I don't know if you're a starting smoker, you would do that. But something about that sweetness for me, I could easily have this with the coffee first thing. You know, out on the deck, picture overlooking, overlooking the mountains or something like that. Oh, there's an elk just grazing <laughs> on some berries. You know, that's that's exactly it. Well, that we talked about that in the past, Tony. If you were going to smoke a cigar in the morning, I've heard people say you want start to start off with something a little lighter. Especially if you know you're going to have maybe three sticks during the day, right? Uh, do you subscribe to that theory that if you're going to start in the morning and you know you're going to have a few sticks, that maybe you shouldn't go with a full-bodied cigar? I think there is for people the idea of pacing yourself, right, and building yourself up to to the things. But I know for me, maybe being more experienced in in cigars than than others, that this, the Rocky Patel 2003, the vintage 2003 Cameroon. I know what I'm going to get, and I know that it will work for me perfectly. The question, of course, would be the temperature outside and the timing. Sure. Do I have the two hours? If I don't, if I don't have the two hours, the hour and a half, really, I'm not, I'm not wasting any part of this. This is getting smoked down to all of the nubs. It's not, not even a debate or, or a question. It's just a cigar that brings out a lot of flavor, a lot of good smoke. And you'll notice, Fingers, because you're better at keeping the ash than I am, the ash is almost white. Yeah. Which is something that, you know, it, 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 it's not something that I always pick up in terms of other Cameroons, but the smoke that comes off this is rich. The feel in your hand is physically different. Everything about this cigar works and works well. And in that Churchill size, you can find this online. Ten dollars, twelve dollars oh. a stick. It's in my humidor all day, every day. By the box, by the box. And the only time I've said that, I think on the show thus far, was the Avo number three, which really had this nice chocolatey, chocolatey undertone to it. This is the Rocky Patel Vintage 2003 Cameroon. It's spicier, but oh, is it good? This is Eat Drink Smoke. The USDA, they've got recommendations of foods you should be eating every day. And I am pretty sure, Fingers Malloy, that McFlurries are not on the list. Every year? No, every, every day. Oh, I'm in trouble then. Every day. Oh. They have foods you should be eating every day. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. So they have they had some things that you should say, hey, this is how we create health. And number one on the list is fruits. And this is a lie, and I'm saying fake news. You do not have to eat fruit every day. I am Dr. Katz. I have spoken. Oh, no. There are plenty of things that you should have that include fruit. Fruit they, filling. They don't, mean, they don't mean fruity pebbles. Oh, what no. about fruit filling? Nope, nope, nope. They don't mean Pop-Tarts. They mean it's, apples and bananas and oranges and pears and peaches and grapes and watermelon, cantaloupe, pomegranate, nougat. strawberries. Uh, uh, nougat is oddly enough on there. Pineapple, mango, raisins, grapefruit, cherries. Do you know how much sugar is in raisin? Yes, that's why I like them. Uh, none of this, none of this is, none of this is true. There's Pomegranate. Nothing, there's nothing. Yeah, well, yes, we're getting biblical. There's nothing wrong with fruit. The idea that you need to eat it every day. I'm, I am saying, as a medical professional, that I'm not. No, you don't. There's nothing wrong with fruit. Fruit can be delicious every day. No. Well, it, again, I'm not a health nut, but are people really running to the grocery store, to the produce section, to buy themselves fresh pomegranate? 
Is that is that a thing? Does that happen? Yes. You People do this? Pomer- no. <laughs> uh, not me. Did you not just hear me talk you just about eat the, the seeds, lie of right? I, 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 I'm not in charge. I'm not the pomegranate whisperer. What are you, Yet. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Number two is vegetables. Now, again, they do not have to be eaten every day. But there's nothing wrong with vegetables, specifically grilled vegetables. Now, you oh. are the grillmeister general of, of our group. I still have not purchased a grill. Oh. Don't even talk to me. Uh, in all of the work that you do, and you, you've got the charcoal fed. I, I forget which one you have. I've got grill. the master built 560 charcoal gravity fed grill. And they'd be a great sponsor of the Eat, Drink, Smoke radio program. Have you done, you do reverse sear on your steaks, on burgers, all you do whole briskets, all sorts of things. Have you ever done, do you do grilled vegetables? Really? Uh, grilled vegetables uh, are great. Uh, grilled vegetables are fantastic. You're the soul right out of me. No. The, the, oh, you're, the, oh, see. I, okay, a potato. There you go. Oh. All right. Common ground. <laughs> Hold on. Potato is on the list. There you go. White Li- potatoes. Literally listed under starchy vegetables because every nutritionist will tell you what you need more of in life <laughs> is starchy vegetables. Uh, no, I have grilled corn, too, and that's on the list. Oh, grilled corn is so good. The only... I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the old school in the pot is a great way to... Grilled corn is so exceptionally but, good. Okay, but what do you throw on the grill if you're for, for vegetables? I mean, what do you like uh, to do? Asparagus, I think, is great on a grill. Grilled onions are absolutely positively fantastic. Peppers uh, on a grill. Okay. Uh, I've I, done the shish kebab. Uh, also, um, portobello's. Portobello mushrooms, treat it like a burger. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, brushing with oil uh, and, and, and kosher salt. For me, uh, I.O. Fantastic. Okay, you're I, swaying and I me. even said I.O., right? That's <laughs> how you know I'm serious. Uh, number three on the list. Every day, eat grains. Hmm. They've got grains listed as whole wheat bread, brown rice, popcorn, oatmeal, whole wheat pasta, and quinoa. It's spelled with a Q-U-I-O-I-N-O-A. Are you a big fan of the quinoa? I am, I am not. I'm not a big fan. I'm not, a, I'm not anti-quinoa. I'm just not a big fan of, of, of the quinoa. Again, nothing wrong with grains. Doesn't have to be eaten. Every single day, popcorn. Way, yeah, popcorn. You eat popcorn every day. It's part of a balanced I, diet. I, I happen to love popcorn. Uh, again, popcorn does not love me. Ugh. Protein. Well, of course, protein has to be there every day. Beef, chicken, turkey, pork, and eggs. Salmon, tuna, trout, tilapia, sardines, herring, mackerel, shrimp, crab, oysters, and mussels. By the way, mussels every day. Uh, <laughs> and then nuts, nut butter, seeds, and soy products. No. Do not eat soy products every day. And if you are a man, do not be eating soy products. I I went for a while thinking that was a something to do. I physically felt the difference. I hormonally felt the difference. And even if it was only in my head, I won't do it again. Well, As a matter of fact, so much so that we don't feed it to our children. Yeah. There was a time where I was heavily into soy, and I can't tell you how many times I had to say to Tony, Tony, my eyes are up here. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> you know the worst part about that story? <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> dairy. Uh-huh. Now, I happen to love dairy. I am... I am 
anti-dairy curious. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I'm willing to listen. <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> I'm willing to listen to the people who want to tell me why I shouldn't have dairy all the time. My kids are milk psychopaths. Literally milk before they go to bed. And I, I'm, I'm not telling them no, right? We, we don't allow soda in my house uh, for, for the kids. Uh, maybe they have soda three times a year. Oh, wow. Maybe, there are no juices. They did not grow up with apple juice or orange juice or any of those kinds of things. That is an on-vacation treat because we're on vacation and we're at one of those hotels, let's say, that serves breakfast. I don't, I don't even question what they do. They want to make themselves five waffles. Feel free. You, you want to have, uh, you want to have a frosted flakes. Go right ahead. It's not in the house. Go right ahead. I'm not. It's vacation. Have fun. Go live. Go live your life. Um, but I love cheese, and I love different styles of cheese. I adore it. And so I'm, I, I, I think that the people who have issues with dairy have a point. And in terms of what it does to the system and the people who are like, you know, if milk was not white, you wouldn't drink it at all. And in any way, you just you wouldn't touch it. You would not even think of drinking it. Yeah, I've got a cousin who is really anti-milk to the point where he eats cereal and instead of putting milk in it, he puts grape juice in the cereal rather than milk. And that is a little odd to me. But yeah, I, I can see it. I can see it working, though. No, 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 no. That's somebody who needs to be institutionalized. <laughs> you can't put great. The grapefruit is so. What's the polite way to say? No grape this? juice. Oh, grape juice. I Not grapefruit said, juice. Oh, I thought you said grapefruit juice. No grape juice. Okay. Uh, also, still needs to be institutionalized. <laughs> That's disgusting, dude. Honey nut Cheerios with. Uh, maybe, with grape. Maybe cornflakes with grape juice. No grape nuts. With grape juice, no. it's a grape medley. No, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. You see, and that's another thing. I get it. I don't drink milk, right? Cream I use for my coffee. I don't. I don't drink milk. But the idea of a bowl right now, right now, I've got the Rocky Patel Vintage 2003 Cameroon in my right hand. Mm-hmm. I've got the bottle of Jefferson's Ocean uh, Bourbon, which is glorious, in front of me, and I've got a French press coffee to my left. If you put a bowl. Of Honey Nut Cheerios in front of me, I'd do it. Ugh. And I haven't had that in forever. That is, we still are going to rank cereals. That's got to be a show. And right Cookie there. Crisp would be at the top of the list. This list, though, you don't have to eat anything every day. They don't know. They're making it up. By the way, did I mention I'm not a doctor nor nutritionist? <laughs> yeah. I mentioned I haven't had bread in a decade. Don't listen to me. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. And that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, the Rocky Patel Vintage 2003 Cameroon. I love it in a way that is irrational. The little bit of spice, the sweet that is in there, those coffee notes, still not even into the second, third yet. It's been a slow burn, and I could not, could not be happier. Oh, it pairs so well with the coffee, Tony. And, you know, you said it's about a 90-minute smoke. And, you know, we, we talk a lot while we're doing the show. But yet, both of us are still going through it. Well, no, no you're not. You, I am. You are well into the second third right there. A little bit of canoeing. 
again, but that may be a user error. That's what I'm going with because you've got a you've got a, a really solid here. burn like three quarters of the way around, and you've just got a little bit. That's but that's not canoeing, right? That's just it's 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 an uneven burn. A canoeing is when you have a burn that goes just down one side of the cigar. Right here, you've got that going three quarters of the cigar. Okay. So really, it's I think just about how you've been turning it, or maybe how you've laid it down as you've been talking and doing the show. Nothing that a here. Here's here's my lighter. Thank Nothing you. that a little touch up won't take care of. Don't don't think that that's a problem with your cigar, guys. That's that it, very often it's just user error. It's a super easy fix. Just torch it up a little bit. You don't want to burn it. I, I guess you don't have to put too much heat to it. It will self correct pretty easily when that happens when you've just got one part of it that isn't burning like the rest of it if you only have one part burning and it's burning deep that's a that's a canoeing right there but the cigar is just guys i'm i'm sorry i'm a i'm i'm, I'm fan i'm fan geeking fanboying right out i'm a i'm a sucker for the cameroon uh let's go to news of the week so tony uh i enjoy taco bell we just reviewed the Taco Bell uh, Cinnabon Delights. Right, the dessert. Yes, the dessert. And uh, it was a festival of flavor. I enjoyed it. You could only have a half a bite because you can't eat you, 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 the, the bread. I'm a delicate flower. So Taco Bell, we've been doing a lot of Taco Bell stories lately. This is a little different. A Taco Bell employee in Arkansas was fired recently after a customer filed a formal complaint that the woman was doing internet porn, according to the New York Post. Was she doing internet porn while she was working at Taco Bell? No, she then wasn't in the store, and she didn't have a, a name badge saying uh, "Welcome to Taco Bell." I'm Cinnamon with an S. There was none of that. So, so she did porn. Yes. Stopped doing porn. Took a job at Taco Bell. Somebody recognized her and said, "I can't have you working at Taco Bell. I need you back in porn." Complained, and they fired her. Yes. I only hope she wins a billion dollars. How do you file a formal complaint based on a person who was doing internet porn? How did you know the person was doing internet porn to begin with? And if you found out from seeing, how would that possibly offend you? If you're a a frequenter, frequenter of those sites. As we have learned in America, Karens come in all shapes and sizes (laughs) and genders. So that's not the story. And by the way, the reporting on this could change. You know, we, this is the, the initial reporting. It's in the New York Post. But the, the question is, why is she getting fired? What do you care what she did in the past? What about the person that she decided, I don't want to do that. I'm going to do this. Didn't think of herself as all high and mighty and took a job. Right. That, that's a, by the way, good for you if you're working at Taco Bell. Good, honest work, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Why would they fire her? I don't know, and it makes you wonder, too, how much money is in that industry. Because this wasn't just some random person who did an amateur video. Apparently, uh, she had been nominated. uh, She actually netted two AVN awards, which are considered the Oscars of porn. I did not know. Actually, I did know that. I do know what the AVNs are because I saw Boogie Nights. Um, <laughs> I got there, nothing about this is right. No, this is what we're going to do. We 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 say you did something we find morally objectionable, but it was legal, and now you can't have a job. Taco Bell has a lot of explaining to do. 
This is not this is not a good business practice. This is not a good life practice. This is a remarkably un-American con- concept, right? That's not I'm not even discussing in someone's politics. This isn't who we are, right? We don't know this woman's life. What if this is the uh, for lack of a better word, what if she's turning herself around and and she doesn't want that world anymore. She wants this this better world for her. What's why would we ever want to stop that? I don't understand it. And and we're going to now say anyone who had done that kind of work in the past isn't allowed to participate in any part of the economy and can never work again. It seems heartless to me. I, 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 look, there are people in government who have screwed way more people than anybody in porn. <laughs> the joke was there and I took oh, it. I'm long, not even going to apologize. Low hanging fruit. Let me know if you disagree at Go Eat Drink Smoke on Twitter. <laughs> It's wrong. It's wrong. And and Taco Bell is wrong. I mean, not just wrong. They should get sued. And I don't know the last time I've, I've ever said anything like that. Can you I, sue someone for, like that for? for I, if, you, if it's... Uh, you can fire you for, fired any, for? Well, if you can get fired for any reason. But she didn't get fired for a for job. She got fired for a, a past. What, did she have to put that on the resume? No. She didn't steal from anybody. She didn't break any laws. She wasn't dealing. Tony, I'm not about? I'm not saying oh. it's right for her to be fired. I'm just asking, you know, you're at will employment if if you could be fired for any reason. I'm surprised that they were honest with her and said, Well, the reason why we're firing you is because you were in porn. Taco Bell says she was fired due to a violation of the store's policies and procedures. Let the lawsuit fly as far as I'm concerned. We'll see what happens. Next. Well, let's discuss uh, a fast food worker who should be fired. Okay. So a fast food worker was caught scratching her rear, then serving fries. A TikTok user recently posted a disturbing video filmed at a fast food restaurant showing an employee with her left hand down the back of her pants and then using the same hand to scoop fries. Wait, 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 wait. Down, down her pants. Down her pants. So interior. Well, I mean, I as, don't know. As they, in, the camera doesn't show if it's. But it wasn't on underwear. the outside, like it on the pants on the outside, of it, inside the pants. Yes, the man recording, and uh, there is video, of course. It's from TikTok, and we will have this story up on our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash/EatDrinkSmoke. Uh, the man says to the employee, "Excuse me, uh, ma'am, can I get my large fry?" To which she replied, "Hold on." As she removes her hand from her waistband to serve the side dish. Uh, fire her. Fire her. You know what the weirdest part about that story is? It is, it is as described, that's outrageously stereotypical. Yeah. Right? The, the, the fast food worker scratching themselves like it's an episode of Married with Children. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, uh, Bundy works there. Well, here's the. If you dig further in the story, it's found that it this the video was actually filmed a lot earlier. And this isn't a recent video, but the 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 video went viral. Like very recently, the story would just hit a couple of days. That's so ago. amazing how that works. Sometimes yeah. things can be in the ether or just out there for years, and then one day, boom, yeah. it goes nuts. But I mean, this this is a, a recent story. This isn't something that you know was uh, from five years ago. You know, this is a recent story, but the. The, the video is old, but still it, sh- it shows how you as a, f- a fast food employee 
or wherever you work, you have to recognize that everyone has a camera. And But it's, people do crazy. The people who take baths in the sink, right? The people who do gross things with the food. It, it, talk about no faith. What has been amazing is none of those stories have ever led to, okay, we're not eating there anymore. You never hear about that. Because I, I think a lot of people in their minds know man, there's probably some really awful things happening in these restaurants that we never see. And we try to keep, you know, just keep that out of our minds as we order our, our fries. If you saw someone scratching themselves, would you eat there? I would leave immediately. Okay. I, I just want to make sure that we're both on the same page. By the way, if you want to scratch here, you're not serving any food. You feel free. <laughs> Whatever makes you feel comfortable, Fingers <laughs> Malloy. Thank you. The Facebook page, facebook.com slash smoke. An update that is always very, very important. It was a prank, but how could you tell? It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, Tony Katz, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Right there, we were just discussing this story about this video of this woman with her hand down the back of her pants, working fast food, and then the story was she was scooping fries. And the picture is of, of her there. At the at the, the fryer in the fast food place, and that she was scooping fries, had the hand down the back of her pants, and something was 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 bothering Fingers Malloy about this story, and something was off, and he did a little more research. It's a prank. Yeah, it's a prank. How? It's a pal filming his friend working at the fast food joint, and they filmed it after hours. That's that that's the claim. Whether that's true or not, but as you know, I am the happy hour anchor man. Right. And so I want to make sure we get when we do the, the stories of the week, when we do news of the week, I want to make sure that we are considered not fake news, that we provide accurate information. So there is some question whether this was uh, a prank, whether it was real, uh, whether it was real, and they're going back and saying, well, no, 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 no. It was just a prank. It didn't really happen. I the problem is we will believe it because we've seen so many stories like it. And so, I mean, it's always important to correct when, uh, you know, when you're not, when you don't get it right, or if there's more to the story and, and, and bring it. And we do that, right? It's really important to do. But it's, you don't know what to believe because you believe that people are capable of this kind of just absolute, oh, complete and total ignorance. Do you remember, and this had nothing to do with employees at stores, but there was this, this fad that lasted about three weeks where people would walk into grocery stores and they would open up a pint of ice cream or a gallon of ice cream and they would stick their hand in it. Or they'd lick it or whatever. Yeah. And so, I mean, that, it seemed like that hit social media and that became a thing for a little while. So nothing really surprises you anymore when you see videos like that. It makes you want to think, well, okay, yep, it's it's true. It really happened. Uh, and, and I'm glad you corrected. You are a fine, fine journalist. Uh, a story about the FDA, Food and Drug Administration. This has to do with cigars and how you get your cigars and the rules that they have been trying to implement on cigars. It's so interesting that this should come out now. Of course, there was an inauguration this week. It's President Joe Biden. It's Vice President Kamala Harris now. They have finalized some rules regarding tobacco and the pre-market review process. So when a cigar goes to market, it could be done in one of two ways, the pre-market tobacco app product application or the substantial equivalence. It's a question of whether or not it's a new cigar or it's basically they're taking that blend, the wrapper, binder, and filler, and making it a different size. 
right? That's how these things work as, as I know them. So what they've done is more um, formalized the rules. And so what's going to happen is, is that this is not applying... Uh, the pre-market approval doesn't apply to a handmade cigar unless it's a flavored cigar. So it's not this this permanent relief that gets cigars out of the FDA's hands and gets rid of these onerous regulations on them. But it's a very, very good first step. That's actually a quote uh, from Drew Newman, who is the general counsel for J.C. Newman Cigars. What's important here is that this all goes down to what do you pay at your local tobacconist? Because the more rules there are for specific blends of cigars, if, if, if they apply, if, if your favorite manufacturer, right, uh, uh, Roller, uh, uh, has, a, has a cigar and they want to do it in five different Vitolas, right, five different shapes, well, they, they can get the, the approval for one. But if they have to go through that same level of approval for all five, man, they're out of business, the money is extraordinary in what it takes to get these approvals. These are government approvals. Can you imagine how many lawyers it takes to do all <laughs> the, the filling out of forms? It's not just a copy-paste kind of thing. So seeing these maneuvers, one step closer and one step closer to keeping cigar costs lower, and now the only thing you have to worry about are states that say, hey, we need more revenue because we shut everything down because of coronavirus. Let's go tax this one, that one, and the other one. Well, I mean, I... We've talked about this on previous episodes. It's it's got to be incredibly frustrating to try to maneuver through all of these these regulations, especially when it feels like government officials, bureaucrats don't understand cigars and they lump them in with vaping and cigarettes and any tobacco product and chew and try to do a one size fits all kind of regulation. Um, it's it's good to see that we're seeing some positive news regarding uh, the FDA and, and regulation when it comes to cigars. It is good to see also that people are paying attention, and the industry is is working, I think, exceptionally well to ensure their survival. Because that's what it is. It is absolutely a conversation about survival, about how they are going to be able to move on, uh, you know, and, and, and build and grow. If they're all so concerned, if they're all forced into this, you, you lose the, never mind that you lose the ability to get the cigars onto market. What about all those places, all that growing that, that takes place. One of the guys I follow on Facebook is uh, Steve Saka, Dunburton uh, Tobacco and Trust, right? The Sobra Mesa and, and the Mikeja uh, and, and uh, the Sin Compromiso, some really fantastic cigars. And he's been taking pictures, I think he's in, in Nicaragua, of, you know, here's what we planted and here's what we're looking at and this has got to grow for a couple more years. It's farming. It takes planning to get a cigar to market. And you will eliminate all of that planning. And what are those? What are those farmers in Nicaragua going to do in Esteli? What are those farmers in Dominican going to do? Yeah, some of them are major corporations, and they can hold. Many of them aren't. And yes, they have other places they can sell to as well. But the damage that gets done, and and you know, we we are we don't 
play the show politically, right? We don't get into the politics here because there's there's plenty of that. Man, we just want to kick back and relax and and, right. and enjoy a cigar and, and a bourbon just like you do. But the, you, you have to have an eye to these things and realize that there's there are these one thing begets another thing, and there is this ugly domino effect that the industry doesn't just say, okay, now they've changed the rules three years later, and we just, all right, here are your cigars. No, no, no. That is not that is not how it works, and it's so incredibly important. So if there's something to pay attention to, it's these kinds of things. Uh, that story, uh, by the way, you can get more uh, at Cigar Aficionado. Uh, com, and I'm glad they've been doing such a good job of keeping people abreast of what's going on uh, in in that and, and with that. Speaking of coronavirus, vaccine has been a conversation. People have been getting it. Uh, we have a friend uh, of the show, an ER doctor, who got both doses of the Pfizer vaccine. And his words were, you know, got the first dose, everything was fine, got the second dose. I was sick for a day and a half, and this has been a recurring conversation. And his words to me, and, and okay, it's an anecdotal story. People are just thrilled to be able to get the vaccine. They're feeling safer with the vaccine, especially in that medical world. And if it takes a day and a half of, you know, because you have a reaction to it, it's not the end of the world. But what it means is, is very, very good things. Everybody is starting to feel a good bit of confidence that maybe there's going to be some level of normality, not only in that restaurant world, but in that travel world. As as well, and you and I have already, you know, planning. Maybe a, there's a trip to Vegas for a cigar show. Uh, we're both heading to Orlando for for another uh, convention that we need to be at. I'm I'm enjoying hearing people feel like okay, you know, maybe they've always felt like they could come out from under, but all right, let's get out from under. Let's go do this. Yeah, and it's gonna be just the feeling of being able to see some sort of normalcy. Again, I think so many Americans are just looking forward to that, and I'm excited to see it. Yeah, uh, I can't. I cannot wait. It is the Rocket Patel Vintage 2003 Cameroon. It's a must smoke. The Jefferson's Ocean, the cask strength, the blend of straight bourbon whiskeys. Uh, I do. I'm a fan. I think you're going to enjoy it. The Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Eat Drink Smoke. This is yeah, Eat Drink Smoke. 